Okay, our meditation will come finally from verse 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, We've talked, looked at this yesterday, and we said that uh, there are two necessary sufferings that uh, a Christian undergoes. And one of them is to, to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, perception is a uh, more powerful than reality. You see, when a man is being conformed to the image of his Christ and he of Christ and he recognizes it, okay, he embraces the suffering, you know, because our Lord Jesus Christ embraced his own suffering. He didn't uh, run away from it. He didn't um, uh, 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 look at it untoward or something to be rejected and all of that. No, he embraced it. Okay, he embraced it so that uh, the purposes of God can be fulfilled. That's why we call it necessary suffering, you know, because it's in contrast to unnecessary sufferings that come out of our foolishness, disobedience, and uh, insensitivity, and, and come out of all the, the negative seeds that we sow that bring a, a, a reward. Or, or uh, not a reward now, it will be a, a fruit that is unpleasant, you know. So, or a harvest, yeah, harvest is the word, I bring a harvest, you know. And, and that's why Peter wrote, you know, in First Peter chapter 4, so if any man suffers as a Christian, you know, if he suffers because he's a Christian, if he suffers because he has taken a stand for Christ and for the kingdom of God. Say, let him rejoice. Let him be happy. You know, like the disciples, after they were caned for preaching the gospel, the Bible said they went, they went home rejoicing that it was an honor and a privilege to suffer for his name's sake. So, so this is the type of suffering you know, that uh, a Christian encounters in their lives. You know, and, and, and we need to uh, really talk about that so that people will know that there is necessary suffering. When you take a stand against evil, when you take a stand against the kingdom of darkness, when you say no to what is wrong and you suffer, uh, that, that's necessary suffering. However, like you have heard me say in the past, you know, when a Christian is engaged in that type of conflict, you can preempt it through decrees and prayers to also take captive the spirit that is in the people who are going to rise up against the truth of the kingdom of God. In other words, you don't just lie down and say they can run all over me. Uh -uh, uh -uh. The Bible didn't say that. The apostle Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood because there are spirits that are opposed to, to the kingdom of God and, and we're, 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 in we're in conflict and they're using human agents, of course, you know, 
And so, and so the truth is that just like the spirit empowers me, the, the spirit of evil empowers them. And so if you take off my, the, the, the empowerment from the Holy Spirit, then I become a, a ordinary. The same, in the same vein, if you cut off the spiritual supply, then the fear of God will rule their hearts. And so in necessary suffering, there is a, an engagement that will take place to reduce control or totally disassemble all agents of necessary suffering. So nobody is saying that uh, necessary suffering is uh, mandatory. No, it is not. It is not. It can be a potential that never materialized because we are anticipating it and, and, and uh, holding it back spiritually. And those are some of the things that the Spirit teaches us, you know, that you don't go to bed, you know, uh, without praying about it and without uh, the dismantling forces that may be aligned against the purposes of God in your life. This is necessary prayer, you know, that on uh, uh, this uh, suffering that attached to the will of God on earth. Because, you see, our Jesus Christ must have done this because we never, we never heard that any opposition actually uh, um, caused him to suffer, except cross. Okay, and that is what we call a victorious suffering. And it's inevitable because it is, it is ingrained as part of the will of God. And there is nothing anybody can do about that. If it is ingrained is part and parcel of the will of God. There is nothing anybody can do. No amount of prayer will avert that. So, so, so it is important to, uh, and, and Peter did warn that let nobody uh, suffer as a, a thief, or a murderer, or a liar, or a, a busybody. You know, no, 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 no. That's unnecessary suffering. That is necessary suffering. And, and uh, that one is completely avoidable, you know. Necessary suffering, like the Bible says, shall live godly, Timothy 3.12. He that shall live godly, those that shall live godly in this present world of necessity will suffer persecution, you know. But again, even in that persecution, they're not supposed to lie down and let them roll over you or roll over me, no. We're supposed to fight it all along from the spiritual, where we have maximum advantage. We have maximum advantage from the spiritual. Okay. So, so, and then the Bible says that if we then yield to this suffering, in other words, because of suffering, we don't now join the world. Because of suffering, we don't now join in evil. If we do that, then we'll be glorified like Christ was glorified. So the hope of glory is also... Uh, 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 totally uh, um, uh, supported by how we respond, you know. So if we dodge all the sufferings and compromise and uh, bend and yield to evil, uh, then that no, there is no expectation of glory. But if we resist and suffer, even it be, like Peter said, then there will be glory to be revealed. And, and it is important that uh, we embrace this as we go along our spiritual journey. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.